0: We're a little bit late, but we're here. Welcome to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of your co-hosts. To my right is a man who is still recovering from Saturday night's live from Saturday's live stream.
1: Dustin Henry. <laughs> Dustin, how are we doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, and let me just let me just say first, how are you doing, sir? How are you doing? I'm How's doing, everything going? I'm, do, I'm doing well. You know i I just got
0: back from the gym. I got my post workout creatine. I voted today because it's election go. day where I am, so I'm pretty good. Uh, uh, you got some stories? Maybe have some stories to tell about your live stream for from uh, Saturday.
1: Yes, tell uh, us yes. right about and- it. Uh, and first, that's why I wanted to ask you how I was doing, uh, how you were doing before I jumped in, because I didn't want to just steamroll the start of the show here. But, <laughs> but I I would be remiss if I did not first thank you, sir, for stopping by for a couple hours, hanging out, and uh, playing a little fall, guys. Maybe uh, maybe next year we can we can do that for uh, a little longer here. But yeah. um, the thing is, I I would be remiss if I did not thank everyone who donated um, people were more than generous people people donated some people donated multiple times. Uh, you know my sister donated multiple times. Uh, your sister made a very generous donation. you made a generous donation. So many people showed up. Uh, many of our mutual friends made donations. Um, my friend, Chris, who was there with me virtually, he made donations, friends of his from Virginia made, uh, donations. Um, one of his bandmates, there's just so many people, uh, I would not be able to thank them. A lot of my relatives, uh, just a lot of support, um, for what I think is one of the most worthy causes I was very tired. I'm a little disappointed in myself. I did not make the 24 hours. I made it to 20. I want
0: my donation back, to <laughs> Dustin. I was like,
1: you to put. Just, I'm just kidding. I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> I made it.
1: I made it 20 hours. 20 seems to be my. All admirable. It was, you know, and I got I got to spend some time with my nephew. He he spent the night. He played a little bit. It was just it was nice to bring it was nice to bring everybody together. My sister uh, surprised me with with Taco Bell. The best story uh, of the day for me, though, was the fact that Butterfinger and yes, I did double check. It is the candy bar company owned by Nestle. Uh, Butterfinger offered to match. Every don every amount donated from the hours of 1 p.m. Eastern time to 2 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, unfortunately, a little gaff on my on my part. I'm in the middle of a bunch of things because you would think you would think hosting a stream and playing video games is easy. I don't know how some of these people do it. It's tough to try to keep everything going, um, especially when you when you have have some people that are. Um, when you have a kid that's excited about things, Chris's son was playing with us. There was a lot going on, and I especially felt bad when it, when when you were going when you came because I had to have one one uh, earpiece in so I could hear them to hear what was going on, and then just talking to you. It was it was a test of my multitasking skills. Yeah, uh, but but uh, unfortunately, I did not see the text until one thirty seven, and no one had donated in that time. So then I donated because I wanted them to match somebody's <laughs> amount. So Butterfinger, we got a little money out of Butterfinger, but it just, it's a magical weekend for me. Um, it's one of my favorite events of the year. I'm hoping, I'm hoping as it continues to grow, that I can make like more of a party out of it. Um, mm-hmm. It just is a, is a great thing. It's raising money for sick children. It happens all over. The, it happens nationally. It happens in Canada, and I know parts of Europe too. Extra Life, as a collective unit, raised eight point two million dollars uh, year to date. So, I, I just feel fantastic. Yes, I was tired. I did get I did get some sleep, and don't worry, I did watch a surprising amount of football. So I'm ready. I'm ready to talk. But thanks again to everyone for their generosity, the shares, the likes, that er, everything I was able to reach my and exceed my goal. Thanks to you. We, ra- we raised one thousand two hundred and ten dollars as of yeah. now for the Bernard and Millie Duker Children's Hospital, which is local to where Ryan and I are. So thank you to everybody and uh, hope to see you again next year. Cause I'm getting in again in 2024 and yeah. it's not too late to donate. It goes all the way until December. It goes until the end of the year. So awesome. if you, if you, if you wanted to donate, but didn't get your chance, don't worry. It's not too late. And I just might throw in a little mini stream before the holidays, just to get after it a little bit. Uh,
0: yeah. Go, I, that'd be awesome. i, I I'd be happy to take part in, in that as well. Um, even though I don't have a PlayStation 4, you know, I could always do a drop by and play some play some Fall Guy or uh, yeah, get eaten, by, get eaten by zombies. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So, we just want to remind people to uh, just do a couple of things for us before we go on tonight like, comment, share, and subscribe to No Credentials Required on your. On your preferred st- social media app, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, it's at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, YouTube.com forward slash at req. Like, share, subscribe, all that jazz. Same thing with the podcast side. Subscribe to the podcast and all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play. Rate and review, five stars is the number of stars we would like you to, uh, to if you could please uh please rate us that way and review yeah. if you if you're able to do so on your plat- preferred platform and because it's a live show we want you to you want you the audience you to engage with us and i know dustin i know this this this, this sound could have picked you up on saturday when we were kind of struggling but <laughs> here we go <laughs> got to play that magical sound That's right, folks. Engage with the show. Leave your comment. We've actually got one already from Cold Iron. Says, I'm in the house. That's awesome. (laughs) Nice about my Vikings. Uh, We just may. We might. (laughs) We might. So let's go to what we usually do here, Dustin. Let's start with the biggest
1: upset of the week. I really didn't have any. Yeah, I didn't either, and I always hate these weeks because usually there's one that like really jumps off the page. But I was I'm looking at my notes, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm reaching because even as even as, even no matter how optimistic I was about the Seahawks uh, heading into that Ravens game, I knew what was going to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I pretty much. Every every single game that I uh yeah, I watched I just cause like there's no upset. There's no yeah. upset every team every, I expected to win one. And that includes yeah. last night's game, which we'll get to in just a moment. Cause I got some thoughts,
1: Dustin. Oh, I imagine. I think both of us are yep, gonna I, be... you know what?
0: <laughs> let's go to, let's 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 talk about our biggest disappointments. I'm gonna give you the floor first, Dustin. All right. I I, I right. imagine your your Seahawks majorly disappointed you on Sunday. So I'm going to give you the floor and have you talk about that game. They did. They
1: did. And you know what? I I would, Both our teams let us down this week, but your time's coming. But just to say, so let me set the scene. I, I go to bed. I go to bed at 4 a.m. Uh, Sunday morning, and I figured to myself, okay, I'll try to sleep. For like eight hours, I'll get up at noon. The Seahawks. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna watch Red Zone because this is one of the times where the Seahawks. They're on CBS. I was pleasantly surprised. I turn on Red Zone, and then I hear Tony Romo's voice, and I'm like, "Oh, this means one thing. This is the game." I'm flipping over to CBS. CBS. So I start watching, and immediately I just become disappointed. Uh, I'll try to keep it somewhat quick, but let me just say. Um, the, the Baltimore defensive line was dominant, dominant. Not only did they get some sacks on Gino, they didn't get like a ton of sacks, but they stuffed the run all day. Kenneth Walker couldn't get anything going. and But the biggest the biggest signal to me was three batted balls in the first half. On, on three balls that Gino tried to throw, the balls were batted down, and I'm thinking to myself, geez, Geno threw, I think, a couple of picks. My memory's a little hazy on that. They couldn't get anything going offensively. They had 158 yards total offense, I believe, and that's bad enough. But when you factor in the point that 50 of those yards came on one long catch and run by DK Metcalf, not a good day. Not Not a good day. And previously, the Seahawks defense had been respectable against the run, Baltimore was able to run all over them. They gave up. To, they gave up two rushing touchdowns to Gus Johnson. They couldn't stop Lamar. They couldn't stop Lamar Jackson. This game went so sideways. It went so sideways that CBS cut away from the game pretty much at the beginning of the fourth quarter. (laughs) They (laughs) cut away from the game when they went to that Saints game. They went to the Saints game because it was so bad. And Tony Romo, you know, I I wasn't the biggest fan of him as a quarterback just because he was on the Cowboys, and I didn't really like the Cowboys at that time. Still don't. They kind of annoy me. I don't know. It's just something. But as an announcer, I like Tony, but I got to say he was trying his, his best he sat there and he actually said, he goes, oh, in the second half, the Seahawks are going to hang in this game longer if they can get the offense going because Pete Carroll's defenses, they usually make they make uh, small adjustments at halftime and you'll notice that their defense gets better as the game goes on. Now, I suppose they got a little better because the final score was like 37-3 and it was – It was uh, at halftime. I forget what it was, but it was like high 20s. So I guess, (laughs) I guess that they got a little better. But Tony Romo, he was really trying. But, uh, man, it was just – Real disappointing. Gino seems to be regressing, kind of turning into a pumpkin because he's trying to force the ball too much. He's getting he's getting frustrated, and I, I think this says a little bit. I'm hoping my Seahawks can rebound next week, but I think this says more about the state of the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, Odell Beckham mm-hmm. was out there making catches. He had a big he day. Caught, he, had, he had
0: a touchdown on his birthday. Yeah. His birthday he caught yeah. a touchdown from, yeah. from, from, from Snoop Hundley, by yeah. the way. Tyler, not Snoop yeah hey okay. god gross <laughs> cold <laughs> iron says uh, metcalf is on my fantasy team i got one 50 yard phone alert then silence yes yes that so can imagine that- if you're if you're a fantasy if you're a fantasy football guy you get the alert and then all of a sudden just nothing for the rest of the game <laughs> but it has to be even more disappointing if you're a seahawks fan oh yeah that yeah. was the only real big play they had all day long.
1: Yeah, and you know what? The the thing is why they're my biggest disappointment, it's not that I thought that they were going to win this game, but I thought that they would at least keep it close, you know? And it just wasn't close at all. And I think I think I need to check my expectations with my Seahawks because I I think they're a little further away than some of the upper echelon teams. Um but we'll we'll see. There's still a lot of season left. We'll see what happens. But Ryan, I, I think I know this answer, and, and we're both gonna go a little long on this first segment. <laughs> <sighs> Let me read you something
0: I found on Twitter from uh from last from uh, overnight. From optostats The twitter the Twitter account is optostats. The Jets are the only team in the Super Bowl era to have their defense collect five-plus sacks, hold the opponent under 200 yards, and not allow any 25-plus yard plays, and still lose the game by 20-plus points. Let that sink in a little bit. Because this defense, this defense is a Super Bowl-caliber defense. Their offense, however, is stuck somewhere back in the preseason. All right, I understand. Look, look, the NFL when they made the schedule and they had this, they made the schedule. They put up all these primetime games for the Jets, whether it be on Monday night, Sunday night, big games in the afternoon, the premier games with with Jim Jim Nance and Tony Romo, mm. or or uh, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. You made that schedules. You're expecting Aaron Rodgers. Four plays into the season. Four plays into the season. He's gone. And you're stuck with Zach Wilson in his third season. Third season in the NFL. And you expect him. You expect any third-year quarterback to improve, to make those hmm. improvements, to make adjustments in his game. He hasn't. Now, granted, he threw over threw for over 230 30 plus yards, but no touchdowns, two fumbles. Again, it, the interceptions have gone down this year, but the fumbles have not. The offensive line allowed eight sacks. Eight. If I'm the offensive line coach, or if I'm or if I'm Nathaniel Hackett, during the week, I'm showing the offensive line. I'm making them watch Joey Bosa do this. Like yeah, this was nothing. This was you know, I'm shrugging because this was a no effort at all because it was no effort at all by the offensive line. This offense, this offense is stuck. They're not. Just, I mean, they got lucky last week. I'm gonna put it this way. I'm gonna put it this way. The Jets' fourth win was lucky. It they were it's a lucky win. Graham Gano shanked that field goal. He's out. He's now on the IR because he had knee surgery. But this offensive, this effort by the offense dropped passes, bad running plays, Dalvin Cook being in the backfield still. I don't know why he wasn't traded at the trade deadline to go somewhere else because he was frustrated with his role. He, he knew what this was. He knew what this was coming in when he signed with that dotted line with that contract for seven million dollars. You're getting your seven million dollars, Dalvin Cook. Don't don't worry. You're getting your seven mil. You're getting paid. But at the end of the season, there's gonna be evaluations, and you're gonna be left on the side of the road as a free agent once again. But this is a modern day, this is the modern day NFL. How this offense has produced eight touchdowns, eight touchdowns in eight games is beyond me. And my biggest wish right now is that Robert Sala grows a pair. Sits that Wilson down, and tells them, "We're gonna bench you. We're gonna bench you because you're not getting the job done. They're gonna put in. We're gonna put in another Tim Boyle. We're gonna put in you know, Trevor Simeon, or we're gonna wait to God. Pray to God that Aaron Rodgers makes a full recovery. Because at the end of the game, I don't know if you heard of him. He was on a hot mic with uh, on the on. Uh, I'm Schefter tweeted this out. Durbin James comes up to him and says, "Hey man, when are you coming back?" And Aaron Rodgers says, "In a few weeks." If I'm Aaron Rodgers. If they lose the next three games, and we see yeah. the same performance that we see we we saw last night against the Chargers, I'm not coming back at all. I'm waiting until next season because Jets the offensive line needs to improve. It's been a cavalcade, a, of, of in and out players with between injury and inconsistency. I mean, Dwayne hey, Dwayne Brown's coming back. Great, good, don't care. Can he, can he play off all, all five positions on the offensive line? Hmm. I don't think so. But something needs to change. We've had we've seen this film from Zach Wilson has not made it, it, you know, he gave us hope. He gave us a little bit of glimpse of hope in the Kansas City game, in the yes. Denver game, in a w- in a way in the in the, in the Philadelphia game, in the 12 twenty four seconds to the Giants, the game against the Giants. Yeah, great. He gave us his glimpses of hope, but we're starting. The Jets fans are starting to. Disbelieve in this quarterback, and we're wondering, and all of us are wondering, why, why they continue to stand by Zach Wilson week in and week out. And I actually quote tweeted that. To actually quote quoted that tweet, and I said, this team continue just continues to find new ways to, to disappoint. I'm not going to say that we fans deserve better, but we've been promised better every year, and we continue to receive performances. Like last night, it's getting tired. Please, Woody Woody Johnson, whichever Johnson brothers run the team, Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, you you need to do something. You need to kick this team in the ass. You need to tell this offense, start making plays. Start making plays, or we're just going to raise the entire offensive side of the ball next year. We're going to bring in fresh personnel. We don't get the job done.
1: that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, the thing is, had my Seahawks not been so disappointing that CBS cut away from the game, I would have chosen your New York Jets as well. But I did not want to pile on. But I, I last night, I get back from bowling. I, I turn on the game and I'm thinking, okay, the Jets defense is keeping them in this. All they have to do all the offense has to do is manufacture something and they will be in this game because you and I both know Brendan Staley's capability to lose games. So I yep. was hanging I was hanging my hat on that and you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back a little bit for all the shots that everyone took including myself at Trent Dilfer at, at, you know when he was on those 2000 that 2000 Ravens team, I'll tell you something right now. If Trent Dilfer was quarterbacking the New York Jets last night, and in that era, you know that era, Trent Dilfer. I mean, I don't know how old he is now, so obviously, I'm not talking in current day. But if, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to guess because I guess Jack, <laughs> Jack and Penny Hardaway's age was wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah. two weeks ago. I'm not making that. I'm not making that mistake twice. But I'm going to tell you right now: the Jets win that game. The Jets win that game if if Trent Dilfer, Ravens, 2000 Ravens era uh, quarterback is leading that team. The Jets find a way to win that game. Hell, I'll go all the way back. Now, I just said Gino has regressed. I'm going to have my eye on Gino because I want to see. He started, his emotions are starting to get the best of him, but Gino worked his ass off. To, to to come back and prove that he could play in this league. I'm going to go so far as to say that likely if Geno Smith was quarterbacking these New York Jets, they would win this game last night. Zach Wilson mm-hmm. the, and the team is starting to quit on him. You can tell in the defense. Yep. If I was the defense, it's only human nature. If I was all these players – I'd be sitting on the sideline getting frustrated because I'm going to say we can't hold them off forever. You got to give us something because the Chargers do have a lot of talent and they just can't yep. seem to find a way to put it together. But the offense has to give you something. It was a real disappointing uh, uh, game to watch. And I felt for you last night. I really did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was uh, the lot. La- it- it's. It's 2022 all over again. It's starting to feel like 2022 all over again, where the defense is putting up the effort. The defense is putting through. They're holding their end of the bargain. And if the offense can't do anything on the field, if I'm Garrett Wilson, I'm frustrated as hell. If I'm Brees Hall, I'm frustrated as hell. Because you can't rely on this quarterback who Robert Sala and Joe Douglas believe with all their heart and all their wisdom That he's gonna one day lead them to the promised land, but there was a reason why they brought Aaron Rodgers in, Mm -hmm. and that plan blew up in four plays. And something's got something's got to change because this quarterback's not just he's not getting it done. And I'm looking at the 2021 draft right now. If I'm Joe Douglas and I got the number two pick in the draft, I'm trading down and I'm picking an offensive lineman. And I'm doing the same thing when I trade back up into the draft with the Minnesota Vikings and I pick Elijah Vera Tucker. I'm taking both Panay Sewell and Elijah Vera Tucker. I'm not picking the quarterback. I'm signing Joe Flacco, having played for a couple seasons as a and as a bridge mm-hmm. to whoever they draft in 2022. That's what, that's what, that's what my thinking is looking back retrospectively. I can't go captain Hindsight. I can't do captain hindsight for forever because I've been doing that for the last decade as a Jets fan. And It's making me, it it, it just, it, 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 it's sad. It's making me more sad. I'm, it's making me more sad than I am right now based off of last night's game. And you've got, you've got, You've got nine more games to get this figured out. You keep saying every coach, Robert Sala says every week, we're figuring this out. We're we're close. We're this close. We're this close to getting, we're getting Zach Wilson as an elite quarterback. We're this close, this close. Every single week we get this close and every single week, Zach Wilson takes, if he takes one step forward, he takes 10 steps back and it, something needs, something needs to change. Coach Sala needs to grow a set and just say to Zach Wilson, this isn't working out. We're gonna make. We're gonna put you in inactive. We're gonna bring in Tim Boyle. We're gonna bring in Trevor Simeon. They're more familiar with this offense. They. They. I want to see what they can do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. And you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask you. We've already gone long on this segment. This is gonna be yeah. one of those shows. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you a a question because. The state of backup quarterbacking in the NFL this weekend, perhaps more than any other in recent history, demonstrated that there are some teams that got to reinvest in their backups. And it's got to be it's got to be a priority if somebody goes down, because the best example I can come up with right now is and I'm going to bring this all back around. People trust me. You've been with me long enough. You know what's going to happen. So, Mm The Rams looked anemic with Brett Rippon, that quarterback, <laughs> this past weekend. He wasn't ripping it up on the field. Yes, I said it. Uh, now, <laughs> he was terrible. As a result of that, because Stafford, this signals to me that Stafford will not play this week. Uh, Matthew Stafford, as tough as he is, the Colts are re- they're, they're reaching out and they're signing. I just read it before we went live. They are signing Carson Wentz. Given that, uh, the, the, yes, the, the, the Rams <laughs> Again? are signing. The, oh, the Rams, Rams are signing him. Okay. They said the Colts. Rams oh are signing gosh. him. No, not the Colts. You uh, missed out giants. You the, missed see, out on
0: Carson Wentz experiment.
1: See, but that's the thing. The <laughs> Colts, the Colts are doing well because Minchu, he's not lighting the world on fire, but he's keeping them afloat down there. They're at least in games. So they invested in their backup quarterback position. Now, if how would you sign, would you sign the Rams are signing Carson Wentz because Brett Ripon was so bad. Mm-hmm. Aaron rewind back to week one, knowing what you know. Now, Aaron Rodgers goes down mm-hmm. the jets. Mm-hmm. If you were the jets, would you have signed Carson Wentz? Yep. Yeah. See, because
0: at least a half, he's at least a step above what Zach Wilson is capable of doing on this, in this offense. It, w- it would take him some time to learn. He would have been the practice squad for at least a couple of weeks, but he would have at least been that quarterback to come in and do a better job than what Zach Wilson is capable of doing on this field. Again, this is, a, this is year three of the Zach Wilson experience. And I'm calling it that because this is what this is. It's an experience. And the experience is you've scored in 31 games. You've led the jets to 20 touchdowns, 20 In 31 games played, something's got to get something's got to give somebody in that front office has to say, This is not working. This is not working. And you got to either let him go after this season, you got to let him go. I know it's a four year contract with a fifth year option, but you got to find you either got to release him or find a trade partner who's willing to this in this point in his career to just. Take a flyer on him. I mean, it's just, this is not working. This is not working. It's and it's making me sadder than I should be. And I had so much hope coming into this season. Had so much hope with the defense they had and Mm -hmm. everything being retooled in the offense. New coordinator, new quarterback, a quarterback who's won a Super Bowl, has won four MVPs, knows what it takes, wanted to be on this team. He wanted to be on this team. And we're back to square. T- what now? Back to square one. We're back to square zero. We're right back where we started in 2021.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Given his given his uh, yard of tape, I or his 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 resume of tape, rather, I don't know who would who would trade for Zach Wilson right now. It would have to be somebody. You know, I'm going to bring it to baseball. It would have to be somebody like the Pittsburgh Pirates. Who seem to have a knack for taking picture pictures that absolutely blow up in other places, and rebuilding them in Pittsburgh so that they are successful. The San Francisco Giants also have done similar things. They've taken picture pictures that have blown up in other places, and I'm going to kind of throw a, a wild one out there. I think about the only team that would be able to do that would be somebody like the Kansas City Chiefs. Because they don't need Zach Wilson right now. They could trade no. for him. They could trade for him and, you know, not give up much. Mahomes is going to be there for yep. the foreseeable future. And you, you let you let Zach Wilson learn with somebody like Andy Reid. That's about the only situation. But you're not going to get much for Zach Wilson because, unfortunately, yep. his his resume does not look good right now. No, and
0: at best you'll you'll, set, you'll get like a like a sixth round pick if you include a pick like a like a fifth rounder with Zach Wilson, you will get a sixth round pick back. I mean, Wilson has a lot of the same skills that Mahomes does. Mahomes just does it better, and he's mm-hmm. more disciplined, and he knows, and he has pocket awareness, and he has pocket presence. He knows when he feels the heat, he's got to get out, got to get yeah. out of the pocket. He's mobile. Zach Wilson can learn in that system how to be. The same type of quarterback that Patrick Mahomes is. The problem is, he just he the the Jets fell in love with his pro day. They fell in love with his film. That uh, seeing only one year, one year, one year yeah. of of starting in college, BYU. and they said, "Yep, he's our guy." And it's backfired on them ever since. And Now we're 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 here again. So with that, got to the slow clap. <laughs> gotta cleanse the palette with a slow cap yeah, between between both it. of our teams we need it <sighs> <sighs> now that we've cleansed that palette let's go to the most entertaining game of the week yeah, here we go.
1: this is this is this is a nice one.
0: This is what I'm talking about. This yeah. is what I'm talking about. All right, Dustin, what was your most
1: entertaining game for week nine? Well, I'm not a hundred percent sure if you picked if you picked the same one, but I think you did because to me, there was only there was only one option. There was one that was running neck and neck with it. But when I saw what happened, I said, this has got to be it. And for me, it's the Buccaneers versus. The Houston Texans, this game, this is a game that you would show the aliens if they came down Mm -hmm. and you said, why do you like football so much? And I'm going to continue to use that example. I have for a year and a half on this show, nothing's going to change. Now (laughs) this game, (laughs) this game had everything. This game, Baker Mayfield came out with some of that FU energy that I said he was going to have last year. And he made, he, he led an incredible drive. Thinking that he's going, to, you're, he's going to win the game. But the only problem that he did not he did not count on is the fact that C.J. Stroud looks like a special player. C.J. Stroud was on fire this game. He was slinging mm-hmm. it all over the place. And the best part to me about this game is that te- the Texans lost Kymer Fairburn to an injury at some point during this game. As a result of that, in the fourth quarter, they had to go for it on fourth down. They get it. They score a touchdown. And then the extra point, everybody's going, what are they going to do here? They go for two. They get that two. And this mm-hmm. game, and, it, and it, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was just <laughs> – yeah. it was crazy. And then, as I said, Baker comes out. He says, okay, we're going to have to score right now. They score, and you're thinking this game is over. But then C.J. Stroud, he bombs it to Tank Dell. He orchestrated. I think they had – I'm trying to remember. I think they took over with 40 seconds left or something obscene on yeah. the clock. And he really just commanded – got down the field, and they they score the touchdown to go, to go ahead, and then – they do bring somebody out to kick the field goal and it's a running back and he 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 knocks the extra point right through the uprights it was unbelievable yep. and then yeah. the bucks the bucks try to come back with a dink and dunk but it just didn't happen the, the but it, lateral it, city uh, and yeah. lateral city lateral <laughs> city lateral collapse, city collapsed yeah <laughs> it was it was an unbelievable game and it was one that candidly when you looked at it on the slate You didn't expect it to be that great of a game, but it's why. It is why this game is so great, and it's why people continue to watch every week, and it's why I say it's some of the best drama out there because the other game that we're going to get to, the other game was the Vikings-Falcons. That was a great game, too, Mm -hmm. in its own right. It just got surpassed by this Houston-Tampa Bay game, in my opinion. Yeah, I also had
0: Buccaneers Texans as my game of the week. Honorable mention to the Vikings and and the uh, Falcons. That was a great game too. Yes, all is. the way coming all the way to the end. But yeah, this game went back and forth all the way down to the final drive. Texans winning a shootout. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, Dustin. I'm gonna take credit for that performance <laughs> by C.J. Stroud. you remember, remember last you week? Out. Out. I called him out. I said, "Look, he's my the most disappointing player." Or, most disappointing team from last week was the Houston Texans. How they lost to this Carolina Panthers team is still beyond me. Still beyond me. And I'm pretty sure half of Tech, half of Houston is wondering the same thing. But CJ Stroud proved me wrong. He proved me wrong. Nearly 500 yards passing, five, what, five touchdowns? Yeah, five touchdowns. touchdowns. Yes. Five touchdowns that beautiful ball at the end and my honorable mention this week for the most noble performance was indeed dar Dare ogun yes who came in as as the spare kicker not only not only kicked a, with was placed on the kickoffs and was doing pretty well in that regard but kicked a 33-yard field goal to take the lead for the Texans. Mm-hmm. I was going crazy. I'm going, this guy's not going to make it. This guy's not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. They see the kick go and go and go yeah, right down Broadway.
1: I'm going, it oh, my God. Uh, it was right down the pike.
0: <laughs> right down Broadway. And I'm going, this game is drunk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this
0: game is this game is six. It's like two, three, it's like three fingers of of of, of whiskey drunk. That's yeah. how drunk this game was. It was incredible. And I, I gotta give credit <laughs> what credits do to the Buccaneers as well. To Baker Mayfield for leading the tech leading the Buccaneers down the field to take the lead late. But then CJ Stroud, man, uh, he's just thrown the ball all over the place. No fear. Crappy yes. offensive, absolute garbage offensive line. But unlike New York, unlike my New York Jets, who can't seem to do a damn thing offensively, C.J. Stroud is just absolutely balling. Has no fear, taking the Texans down the field, gets the game-winning touchdown, and game of the week. Game of the week.
1: I, I, I would dare say game of the year so far. Yeah, I would say so. So far, that was a great game. And to your point, Ryan, to your point, he is doing all of this. They are doing all of this. The Texans offense with virtually no running game. I know because I have Damon Pierce in fantasy. I know how it is. And it's not like (laughs) it's not like uh, Singletary's lighting it up either. Um uh, basically the Texans offense is one dimensional right now, and it's CJ Stroud chucking it all over the yard. That's what they have to do, and they're making yep. it happen.
0: Yep. And I said in this program a few weeks ago, CJ Stroud is my rookie of the year, and it continues to stand. Oh, yeah. it's, he's still my rookie of the year, hands down. I don't he's my candidate. He's my candidate.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna be able to, I mean, if he keeps if he keeps going like this, I don't think anybody's gonna that that's already a statement win. He's already got yeah. a statement win. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we're gonna take a, a brief break from this uh
0: cathartic episode of Book <laughs> <laughs> Required. But when we come back, we're gonna talk more week nine in the NFL. Stay and we'll go to your comments as well. So stay tuned. Are you ready to elevate your sports betting experience? Look no further than DraftKings Sportsbook. Why choose DraftKings Sportsbook? Unmatched variety. Bet on your favorite sports leagues or discover new ones to follow. Live betting. Test your instincts and feel the adrenaline as you bet in real time while a game unfolds. Promotions and boosted odds. DraftKings keeps the excitement going with a range of promotions, odds boosts, and special offers. And a user-friendly interface. Whether you're a seasoned better or new to the game, DraftKings intuitive platform makes placing bets a breeze. Ready to dive in? BellyUp Sports has partnered with DraftKings Sportsbook to give you an exclusive offer. Sign up at dkng.co forward slash bellyup150 and new customers will get $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet $5 or more. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your love for sports to the next level. Sign up today and let the games begin. Please gamble responsibly. 21 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. That's right, folks. Do what the handsome man in that in that advertisement said. DraftKings is now one of our premier sponsors at Belly Up Sports. And if you're if you're somebody who's looking to get into the gaming, the sports gaming, uh, sportsbook game, uh, if you live in a state that is allows sports online sportsbook, get yourself into the game with DraftKings. Five a five dollar deposit for new customers with that particular pro, with that particular link. Five dollar deposit, you get two hundred dollars in bonus bets today. So go to that website, dkng.co forward slash BellyUp150. You get two hundred dollars in bonus bets for the five dollar deposit today. So go ahead again. Just do what that handsome, just follow what that handsome man in the in the advertisement said, <laughs> and join DraftKings today with BellyUp Sports again. It's dkng.co forward slash BellyUp150. Tell them that no, Ryan from the no Crunchers Required sent you. Oh, and Dustin, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continuing in week nine, the most notable performance. And I kind of like to go off the beaten path a little bit when it comes to my mm-hmm. no, most notable performance. And this week is no exception because Kenny Moore second had not only one but two pick sixes in Carolina – picking off uh, that other rookie, uh, Chase Young, who's having some growing pains of his own in Carolina, learning fast, uh, learning real fast what it's like to be a rookie quarterback in the NFL, throwing two pick sixes to Kenny Moore. And the great thing about this story is that Kenny Moore brought all his sisters and their families to that game in Carolina, because I guess he's originally from the state of North Carolina, brought his family to the game and has the performance of a lifetime with two pick sixes, return for touchdowns against against the Carolina Panthers and helping the, I would say, I guess you would say punchless, otherwise punchless Indianapolis Colts to a big win over the Carolina Panthers. Dustin, your most notable performance of week nine.
1: Well, I guess I'm the polar opposite because I had a pick for my most notable performance, and I'm going to find another way to get to him. But after CJ Stroud did what he did, I I had to pick him. I had to pick him. He had the 5 TDs. He threw for 470 yards and he went 30 of 42 passing, which is not, you know, he he was he was accurate in that game and it just he continues to astound me. So he is my most notable performance, but like I said, there's a couple this week more than any others because I was almost going to give the nod to Antonio Pierce for the coaching job he did with the Las Vegas Raiders. They look like a rejuvenated team. And I know it's one game, but, you know, he really – It's against the New York Giants. <laughs> yes, yes. That's part of it with with Tommy DeVito at quarterback, which goes to my backup quarterback point from earlier because John Toon or whatever his name was with the uh, – Arizona Cardinals. That was also, that was, that was Clayton tune, Clayton tune. That's right. Yeah. Clayton tune. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of things, but, and there, and there is one person that I will get to later in the show that also was quite notable, but CJ Stroud takes it for me. I'm on the beaten path. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. I forgot to get to
0: the comments. Uh, your uncle Al chimes in more mobile Joe Flacco or a cardboard cutout of Joe Flacco. I'm going
1: cut out. I'm going cut out. Cause you can bend it at the top. <laughs>
0: yeah. here. Cold iron says Texans were the most entertaining. Stroud does not play like a rookie. Indeed. He does not. Uh, he also says skull Vikings. Yeah. And last week's guest drew Willingham. What's up fellas catching a few minutes on lunch break. And, uh, uh, he also asked how the 24-hour gimming go. You can actually go back to the beginning of the show, Drew. Yes. And Dustin will tell you all about it. But um, for like nine for minutes, alert. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but otherwise, I stopped by. I stopped. I'll, I'll, I'll. You know, Dustin did great. I stopped by. We did some playing. Did some play. We did some uh, behind-the-scenes stuff too. Um, yeah, production yeah, pr- meeting. <laughs> impromptu production meeting
1: <laughs> over a couple of beers, which you graciously bought by. That's right.
0: I, that's right. I did. That's right from my fridge. So, <laughs> all right. Our hottest individual take of the week, Dustin. Please, uh, what was your hottest individual take
1: from this week? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this one quick, but I'm passionate about it. Now, I'm gonna feel like you from a couple weeks ago because you already mentioned this on our fine airwaves. Slash video waves. I'm,
0: yes. Yes. Let the evil flow through you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the officials, the officials. This there one, it is. This one is ridiculous. This one yes. is ridiculous. Now I maybe cause in my sleep deprived brain, I just didn't see it, but I am sitting there. And I, I, as I said earlier in the show, once CBS caught away from my precious Seahawks, I cut away from CBS. I said, I'm going to watch on Red Zone now. And I was dejected. I was feeling demoralized. But I saw this roughing the passer call that was in the Commanders-Patriots game. A Commanders player. And and you're going to – Drew, You're I know you agree with me on this because you're watching right now live yep. like WCW Monday Nitro. But anyway – there's a sack. It's a sack on Mac Jones. Yep. Mm-hmm. The defender is called for roughing the passer because. Because, because Bill Belichick
0: is mind control and he was. Uh, controlling yeah. the
1: I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, go ahead. Keep but going. it's because they want the defenders not to put their weight on the quarterback. They don't want these hits where you're coming down on the quarterback. Now, I understand what they're talking about because that that's a. That's a classic move. People Mm -hmm. constantly intentionally shift their weight to (laughs) to bring it all down, to bring it all down on top of somebody. But as soon, as soon as I see this, I go, that's a sack. That's a a sack. Yeah. And then it's called roughing the passer. And one of the <laughs> announcers, I forget who's calling that game. They couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have said it better myself. They said, that's a sack. The ball's in his hand. The ball was not out of his hand. I could see. Yeah. it. And Dean was
0: Blandino in. was saying the exact same thing yes. when he was. And he and was the saying the thing is.
1: Him, is, that, is this a roughing the passer? And he, Dean blandino's like. Oh, we're just roughing the passer. Yeah, That's he the said the it's not because the ball wasn't out of his hand. And they want, oh. they want Dean Blandino said they want the defender to shift to the right, move away from the quarterback. But let me ask you this when who who is Neo playing defense for the Washington Commanders? Because you'd have to do some matrix level stuff to get out of the way because newsflash momentum is going to carry you and the quarterback down to the ground, and your weight is going to shift onto that quarterback because you sacked him. Ridiculous call, and eventually this game, it's going to become even more impossible for defenders. It It, it is already – the defenders already walk a very fine line, and it is just going to get worse.
0: Yep, couldn't have said it better myself, although I kind of have. <laughs> you finally, you've kind of come, you yeah. come to the dark side. You've embraced the hate, you've embraced the hatred of these NFL referees. And I get it, they're human. At the same time, though, we need full-time refs. Yeah, We need full-time yeah. refs. Uh, Drew says the better team won the game, though. Absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. And I said to Drew in the private chat, I said, I said to him, Congratulations to your commanders or command skins for continuing the misery in New England for 2023. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he also says, I think the ref just made the call to appease a the DraftKings bets. <laughs> Maybe.
1: <laughs>
0: and now, my hottest individual take of the week. Hey uh Miami Dolphins, how's uh how's going? <laughs> Miami Dolphins. And look, I'm I'm not saying this to get on the Miami to rile up the Miami Dolphins fan base. No. But I cannot take the Miami Dolphins seriously until they beat a team above five hundred. They had a chance to they had a shot to do it. They they were down twenty one nothing entering the fourth quarter in Frankfurt against the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Kansas City Chiefs have, have their offensive problems to their own. We talked about it last week. But this Miami Dolphins team reminds me a lot of the 1990s Detroit Lions run-and-shoot teams, Yeah, where they absolutely run up the score, clobber lesser-quality teams, and yet when they face teams above 500 that are better quality of better talent, and they get smacked in the face, they get punched in the face, listen, Mike Tyson said it best. I'll try. I, I won't. Yeah. I won't do it. I won't do my impression of Mike Tyson because I don't want to get. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to get called stuff. I don't want to get canceled. But he says everyone has a game plan until they get punched in the face, mm-hmm. and that's the Miami Dolphins. They have a game plan, and then they get punched in the face, and that game plan shrivels. That game plan wilts like a bad hamburger under a heat lamp. That game plan goes to hell. Absolute positive. I, I, look, the Miami Dolphins, they have plenty of time. They have all the seats the rest of the season. This team's a wild card team right now. This AFC East, with the exception of the Miami Dolphins, uh, with the exception of the New England Patriots, I mean, even the Jets ha- still have a chance to win this division. They they could. All, f- all four teams in the AFC East lost this week. Miami lost. New England lost. Yes. Uh, Buffalo <laughs> lost on Sunday night. And my Jets unfortunately lost on Monday night. But every team, this this is wide open now, with the exception of New England. I mean, Miami could still sneak it. Miami was a dolphin. Miami Dolphins were a wild card pick for me this this in our in our NFL preview. But until they get down and they get dirty and they get willing to get gritty and beat a team that's above 500, I can't take them seriously. Like everybody said early in the season, remember, remember Dustin, early in the season. When they were 2-0, they they're putting up all those points. They were good yeah. all those yards. And that 70-point performance against Denver, everybody's saying, oh, the Miami's, them, Miami's elite. Miami's finally elite for the first time ever since Dan Marino. They're elite. And the next week, they go to Buffalo. And what happened in Buffalo? They got punched Man. in the face Man. multiple times by the, the Buffalo Bills. And ever since then, they played against the Eagles, played against the Chiefs. They got punched in the face in those games. And lost those games. Look, and again, I'm not saying this to rile again, I'm not saying this to rile up the Dolphins fan dolphins fan base because I'm a New York Jets fan. I'm saying this as a football observer, somebody who's watched football for a very long time. And Dustin, I'm pretty sure you have the same you, you, you have the same opinion about this Miami Dolphins team. Yeah. I, I just can't think I just can't take them seriously. I, I want I I love the them I love the fans who are saying, Yeah, we're this is awesome. We finally have an offense to do great stuff and do great things just can't take you this seriously right now i can't i just can't yeah
1: yeah i agree because your observation is right on the money and and to bring it to i seem to be the king of bringing in other sport uh analogies right now but this this reminds me of the early rep on the showtime lakers they were billed as a finesse team Mm -hmm. but if you punched them in the mouth they couldn't take it they went out they 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 changed personnel a little bit they fixed that stuff they fixed it but there are those teams that have a rep and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to rile up the bills fan base but i think i think the marv levy buffalo bills always had a little bit of that cuz they did that run and shoot offense Along with the K gun, the, the, K-Gun. Houston, the K-Gun. Well, Yeah, that that's right. The K gun offense, and I think the yep. I think the Houston Oilers also ran a variation ran, of that. Yep,
0: Houston ran a very vari- variation of the run and shoot, and they were a pretty good team. They had good teams too. Ask, well, ask Cole Johnson. Hey,
1: they run the they ran the run and shoot, and they, but they just couldn't get over the top. Yep, they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it, and that was that was the. That was the knock against the, the the Jim Kelly led Buffalo Bills because they had all the pieces. But if a team could counteract that K Gun offense, they couldn't really the, the the Bills of that era could not pivot. They could not pivot in it. And it, I mean, much respect to them for going to those four Super Bowls because it takes yep. it takes a heck of a team to even do that. No teams barely even gone back to back. You know that was amazing when 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 my when my Seahawks did it, and we won't talk about what happened. But, I, I won't I won't bring but, it up. <laughs> but to go there four times, but it's why they didn't win because they ran into teams that knew how to counteract and somewhat neutralize that K gun that K gun offense a little bit. And yep, this it all start
0: it all start with the Giants in Super Bowl
1: mm-hmm.
0: twenty five. Mm-hmm. They said said we're going we're we're going we're gonna take away the run game but we're going to let you try to pass all over pass. Uh, uh, so That's the spell. That's Bel- That's what Belichick has always done. Takes yeah. away the run and he tries to make your quarterback win the game for you. And yep.
1: that's the loop. That was a blueprint. That was yeah, the blueprint. it's true that Parcells that Parcells blueprint there that, that, that uh, Belichick love him or hate him. He has enacted to a T, uh, but it is with his own, with his own spin on it, of course, um, but, yeah, I your take is dead on the money. The Dolphins are are reminding me of some teams to some degree now. They finally got over the, the hump, but the Colts were regarded like this as well. Yep. They just couldn't beat – they couldn't beat, quote, unquote, physical teams. Yep. All right. We're going to take another quick
0: commercial break. When we come back, we're going to quickly go through what we're looking forward to in Week 10 of the NFL. So stay tuned. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good, quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic, air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple, the best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com and our promo code BellyUp at checkout and receive 15% off your order. So, yes, the best invader, invader coffee, the best money, the best coffee your money can buy. And Dustin, false is false. Just about over. October is over. We're into mm-hmm. November now, and guess what? I saw that's now on sale at Invader Coffee. Ooh, they brought that. back the holiday blends.
1: Yes. yes, yes. I'm going. I am going to order some of that that uh, that uh, cookie crumble one right away. That one was fantastic. And a little known little known fact, you might ask, what was powering me through? my extra life playthrough in the early hours I'll tell you it was bad Santa invader bad coffee. Santa. I got some bad Santa and I also got some K cups of the of the uh, invader blend for work OG blend and I fired up I fired up and gotten and ordered a bag of the bacon bourbon. Uh, mm-hmm. coffee, so I'm going to give that one a try this weekend, right. but I credit Invader and the in the Bad Santa getting me through the early hours of the Extra Life. Yes, lunch. Drew, Bad <laughs> it's, Santa. It's yes. awesome. It's very, very it good.
0: And the best way to check it out is to go into our link in the description, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook or on the podcast side, go to our affiliate link, help the show that way, and order yourself some not only not only the holiday blends, but also the OG original blend, the uh, outsider blend, which is a really great dark, dark, uh, dark blend. Um, breaking case of emergency. That's a medium blend, which is also excellent. Try some Vader coffee. You might pay a little bit extra for the shipping, but it's well worth your time because you get it in a matter of days, not weeks, not a week. You get it in days, two mm-hmm. days. I took t- t- two days for my order last order to come in. And I'm excited to get the holiday blend. I can't wait till payday so I can get myself the holiday blend. And even though I don't officially start the Christmas season until Black Friday, I still want to be in the holiday mood with some great coffee. So get yourself some Invader Coffee with uh, through our affiliate link. Help the show. Help a small business. Help a small veteran-owned business. And save yourself some money with, with promo code, code BELLYUP at checkout. All right, NFL Week 10, what we're looking forward to. Dustin, what's your most intriguing matchup?
1: My most intriguing matchup is the – for me, it's the Browns-Ravens. Browns-Ravens because for two reasons. First off, Ryan, you had the prediction that the entire NFC East – would make the playoffs at, at our yeah. show, and I'm <laughs> going to tell you, going to hell. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> you had you just picked the wrong division because as of now, the yeah. entire AFC North is in the playoffs. Mm. It's mm. pretty crazy, but I don't think the Steelers are going to hang on despite Mike Tomlin's best best efforts. That that Canada led offense, ooh, ooh, it's looking Ugh. bad but <laughs> i will tell you this browns ravens matchup has me super intrigued because one the browns are one of the top defense in the league defenses in the league right now two deshaun watson started to look like maybe he's he's getting it back a little bit three the ravens defense Trust me, they're for real. They they dismantled my Seahawks, dismantled them, and they have played extremely well against quarterbacks. I know that fantasy football is different than real football, but sometimes you can use the fantasy um, uh, as a corollary to the real game. Guess how many points the Baltimore Ravens have given up to opposing quarterbacks, fantasy points here, fantasy points, through what was this, nine games? Is it in the single digits? It is in the double digits. They have limited quarterbacks as far as point totals, like fantasy point totals to under a hundred fantasy points through nine games. You know, that, that, that doesn't, (laughs) that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. This Baltimore defense is for real and yes, I did just use fantasy football as a uh, as as a corollary <laughs> as a marker. <laughs> but I but and and shout out to the 06010 Field Yates had that stat uh, on that one. But that just blew my mind and it reinforced my point because I said, geez, this Baltimore Ravens defense, I think, I think they found their groove. So it's two great defenses going together. It's Lamar Jackson who's looked looked very good. Um this this newish Baltimore Ravens offense looks like the real deal. The Browns have some pieces. I want to see how these two teams stack up against each other. Yeah.
0: Uh, I I, w- I wonder if the Browns are. I mean, de- the Browns are definitely out for some sort of measure of revenge based on a few weeks ago, week four. I think they played against I each think other, so, yeah. and the Ravens absolutely just walloped the Browns. And the, and look, we see what happened to. We saw what happened to your Seahawks last week. We saw happen to the Lions a couple of weeks before. Yes, Baltimore is practically yeah. unstoppable.
1: I hope. Yeah, they're looking. They're looking like a Super Bowl contender right now. They really are
0: they are and that and hey if 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 the Ravens win the Super Bowl this year that investment in Lamar Jackson is going to look like a stroke of genius by their uh, by their GM mm-hmm. so my most intriguing matchup this week is the Lions and the Chargers uh Chargers are back to 500 unfortunately they beat my jets to do so uh, their offense isn't that spectacular but their defense is playing is playing pretty, pretty darn well. Uh, did it against the Bears, did it against the Jets, against their, their both lower-quality opponents when it comes to the offense, but this defense is still all right. The Lions are entering off of bye week. They're traveling to Los Angeles to play the Chargers, and I'm curious to see what kind of team we'll see of the Lions going into at, going to this game after a bye week because – I know what the Jets are like, <laughs> coming off a of bye week in the, in the Robert Sala era, era where they're just off to a slow start. And I'm kind of curious to see what this Dan Campbell led team on all three and all three phases of the game is going to be like on on Sunday when they travel all, all the way to Los Angeles, uh, Englewood, excuse me, and uh, play at SoFi Field. So uh, that's my most intriguing matchup of this week desperation city i'll lead off with this one jets raiders look the seasons i i know it you know it seasons on the line from the new york jets this team is gonna be is coming off a stinging defeat and I, I i gotta ask the question will this offense finally meet the standard the defense is willing to put forth or Will the Raiders continue to ride that momentum from last week with their new coach, new energy in the room? They seem to like him. Max Crosby confirmed this. There's a, there a story about about Josh McDaniels that was confirmed.
1: Oh, I, I, I wanted don't know if you to, watched
0: that. I wanted to not to. I wanted to not believe it. I when, know when that, that Jay Fraser lot that Jay yes. Fraser story came out.
1: It's like Jay Glazer, yeah. Real.
0: This can't yeah, be real. And then Max Crosby goes on Pat McPhee's show or Ma- Pat McAfee show and says, "Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely for real." Yeah, Josh Which, McDaniels is that much that much of a douche when yeah. he said, "Don't ever mention the Patriots, Patriots again." Like that and then Mark again. Yeah. and then and then Mark say, Davis said, "You know what? That's my guy, right there." Yeah, yeah. And from now what that... I understand, and from what I understand, I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. you, but they're it looks like they're not they're not going to repeat the same mistake they did with Rich Versaccia, and they're going to make uh, Antonio Pierce the permanent head coach of the team going forward.
1: Well, I hope they do because, um, you know, I knew Antonio Pierce from his time in the New York Giants, and then I believe he spent some time as an analyst as well on Mm -hmm. on, uh, one of ESPN's football shows, I I think. So I knew him a little bit, but I did not realize that he – He grew up in Compton, California, I believe. Like the Raiders were his his team. This is a dream for him. He is going to take this seriously. He's also somebody that has played the game in recent history, so the players Mm -hmm. are going to respect him. He treats the players like human beings. You could see Aiden O'Connell – he was, th- he was throwing the ball around great out there. He's making some good throws. Now, he mm-hmm. also has – pardon my French, but I'm going to say it. He He's taken a page from the Arthur Smith playbook of shitty mustaches. Aiden O'Connell's – take a look at it. Take a look at it. It's not By the great. way, I hate I hate Movember, <laughs> all right? Don't grow
0: the stupid mustache. Grow the I, beard. Go, yeah. go whole hog, man. Whole some of us, is,
1: some of us some can Mustaches. Some of us can Some of us. I am one of them. Some of us can grow a. Very yes, you grow a lush, old. a lush beard. We have to get Manscaped yes. as a sponsor back on the show. Yeah, we do. But, but, <laughs> but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, I Antonio Pierce, he really impressed me, and it just he is the polar opposite of Josh, Josh McDaniels in every way. He inspires the team and then Josh McDaniels comes to him. That was going to be my hot take of the week, but I didn't want to just rag on Patriots disciples for the second week in a row. Uh yeah. but I was I, I couldn't believe it. But then obviously wa- watching the, watching the game, I saw that that roughing the passer's call and I said there it is. There it is there it for is. me. But uh but wow, what I hope I hope Mark Davis does not make that mistake because you eloquently spoke about Rich Basaccia and the mistake that the Raiders made in not retaining him on last week's show. Antonio Pierce is going to have that team going in the right direction.
0: Yep. Now what's your who, who is your uh what's your desperation city?
1: My People desperation be- my desperation city pick might be a little odd, but I'm going I'm going for it. I'm saying that it's Jags Niners because don't look now, mm-hmm. but the Jags are six and two after we thought yep. that they were, they were off to a somewhat sputtering start and yep. Trevor Lawrence, he has a message for all the critics out there. He says that uh, keep criticizing us. We'll just continue to find a way to win. Um, but I am picking this as a desperation city match for the Niners because the 49ers start out the season gangbusters. They looked unbeatable. And then mm-hmm. sorry I'm going to say it much to my glee a little bit they actually they actually lost 3 straight games and they and they uh, and they allowed the Seahawks to jump them into first place now the Seahawks are not in first place anymore after that drubbing no. they took by the Ravens but however the Niners have looked exceptionally human and they just haven't been able to to find that dominance that they had and so I'll be very interested to see if they can kind of get their season back on track here against a, a a good looking Jaguars team. And I'll specifically be watching the Niners run defense because Travis Etienne has been running all over people lately. So mm. uh, and we're going to see. But I'll be very interested to see how the Niners play, see if they can get their season back on track.
0: Yeah, Drew says no offense, but I hope the Hawks' defense gets dismelled again this Sunday. Yet that's wishful <laughs> thinking because they're playing the Command skins. I he mean... did say he says he did even with the Command skins name when I said k- 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 congratulations for keeping the misery going in New England. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is <laughs> uh, keep it flowing, fellas. I'll listen to the parts I missed during the ride home. Gotta get back to I C ish. Thanks, Drew.
1: Thanks for right, stopping by, buddy. Yeah, thanks Let's for coming back. Thanks for we checking in. Him
0: yeah we're gonna definitely have drew back on the show at some point yeah. uh, during the season all right on to the we would rather drink castor oil than watch this game of the week dustin go ahead and lead us off for this one
1: for this one for me it's going to be the uh the jets raiders i'm, I'm sorry ryan but i yeah I, I don't <laughs> want to i i, uh, I don't want to watch that jets offense again now I, it's I am. Offensive. I am partially <laughs> intrigued about the matchup because you got if the Raiders have some pieces on defense now, and if they play inspired like they did under Antonio Pierce this last uh, this past weekend, um, it'll be interesting to watch. But Josh Jacobs, I want to see if the Jets can contain Josh Jacobs a little bit. I want to see mm-hmm. how Aiden O'Connell looks against a really good Jets defense. Um, but I, I just can't bring myself to watch this game again because I, I just do not have confidence in Zach Wilson to lead. If if the Raiders get out, uh, I, I sound terrible, but if the Raiders get out to a 14 to seven to 17 point lead, this game could be over.
0: No, I don't disagree. The, the way they just played offense last week, I don't disagree with you there, especially since, again, they're coming off that momentum of – uh, that high of a new coach coming in and bringing new energy. This is going to be a tough matchup for my Jets for sure. My castor oil game of the week is Thursday night football, or I'll call it Thursday night football, <laughs> because it's between the unstoppable force of the yeah. Carolina Panthers oh, and yeah. the immovable object of the Chicago Bears. No matter what happens in this game, the Bears will wind up winning. And I'll tell you, and it doesn't matter if the Bears win or the Bears lose, or if Carolina wins or Carolina loses, because the Bears will still come up on top because they own Carolina's first-round pick in the 2024 draft. So, matter this game could end in a tie, and it would still be the Bears pick. They'd still have the number one pick in the draft in 2024. I mean, they're on their way to, I and mean, then the Bears right now are on their way to another top five pick, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but no matter what happens in this game, I would, and again, I would rather drink castor oil than watch this game. Unless you're a Bears fan, or unless you're a diehard football fan, a diehard Bears fan, or a diehard Panthers fan, I still have yet to meet one. This game is just going to be super unwatchable because you know it's going to happen in the end. The Bears went up on top. Mm-hmm win lose or draw they still they still are going to be in the top five of the draft order this year
1: well and you know what couldn't it be wouldn't it be feasible wouldn't it be something if the bears ended up like picking first and second because they finished so bad yep. <laughs> that, that's, i, I tell you right now who they're
0: who would, they would draft caleb williams marvin harrison jr those yeah. are one two in next year's uh, projected to be number one and number two in this year's draft.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, Ryan? I think I think I realized when picking the castor oil game, you know, I was getting ready before the show. I think that your castor oil game is so bad that I men and blacked it out of existence. I got the, you know, <laughs> I went the poof to myself because I forgot that that game Smile. was even on the slate. I forgot it was even on the slate because <laughs> I would have picked that too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. Well,
0: you picked what you picked. And I under- I totally understand as a Jets yeah. fan, and unfortunately, they're going to be on Sunday Night Football this week. Yes, and I yeah. can't have I can't avoid apoplexy if they start off the way they started last uh, this past Sun uh, this past Monday night. I can't switch over to Red Zone. I have to stay and I have to stick around and watch the stupid yeah. game if they yeah. want to being terrible again. Player to watch in week 10. Um, I don't know about you, Dustin. I think it's pretty unanimous between the both of us. Josh oh, Dobbs.
1: Yeah. Josh Dobbs. hundred percent, hundred percent, because Josh Dobbs, the, first of all, we have to give this man his flowers and we have at certain mm-hmm. points on this show, but I don't think enough because you can't speak enough about what this man did this past this past weekend. It was unbelievable. First off, everybody 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 including me wrote the Arizona Cardinals off at the beginning of the season when they let go of Colt McCoy. I said they they're totally giving up on the season. Thank you. They're not tell me you're tanking.
0: Yeah. And, they, and yeah. And they put in Clayton tune last week and you're, I'm sitting there going, tell me you're not, tell me you're tanking without telling me you're tanking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Although <laughs> supposedly Kyler Murray is going to start. I mean, we'll, don't, Hey, we'll see. Yeah, I it's am not I, improve things. <laughs> I am interested. I am on some level though. I am interested to see what Jonathan Gannon can do mm-hmm. with Kyler Murray, because I think Jonathan Gannon has impressed me as a coach. Um, so I'll be interested there. But Josh Dobbs had the Arizona Cardinals, yeah, they, they're one in eight, but with Josh Dobbs, they were competitive. They knocked mm-hmm. off the Cowboys, which was a huge yep. win. And yep. see, he came in and they traded, Minnesota traded for him. He comes in. He barely knew any of the players at all. He didn't know their mm-hmm. names, but he was very, if you if you watch the clip, Of the locker room after that unbelievable win where he he didn't have numbers that lit up the stat sheet, but he came in in relief because the the person that was relieving Kirk Cousins, he went down in the game due to injury, entered Josh Dobbs, who had just been traded there. And we all thought that eventually he'd be the starter there, but we thought... He's going to need a couple of weeks because he has to he has to uh, familiarize himself with this offense. He comes in. He doesn't know anybody. He's asking people in the huddle. "Okay, you go do this. You go do this. Who's that? You know, he he said I knew a lot of first names, but I didn't know a lot of last names. And he was very he shouted out. um, I don't know if it was a player or coach, because I don't know the Vikings that well. But they spent five extra hours with him, uh, getting him prepared for uh, in in walkthrough. And he was very gracious, but he just said, hey, on to the next one. We're going to do some things. And you know what? I believe, I don't think the Viking season is sunk. I think they're gonna, I think no. they're gonna ride this all the way to some momentum. They're gonna keep this momentum going. He is he is unbelievable. It's the epitome of next man up, because you didn't hear Josh Dobbs say one time, one time that, oh man, I I really like. I was thrown in over my head. He looked completely calm. He looked he looked poised, and he looked every bit an NFL quarterback in his game against the Falcons, which the Falcons also showed up to play. They should have gone with Taylor Heineke at the beginning of the year. The Falcons' mm-hmm. offense showed signs of life, although Arthur Smith continues to make confounding decisions running this offense, but mm-hmm. that cannot take anything away. Josh Dobbs, unbelievable. I've hogged enough time. Your thoughts, sir? No, you pretty much took all the uh, everything you said. You you took right
0: you, you took right took the words right out of my mouth. You <laughs> climbed into my brain and took them, and you pretty much said exactly everything that we were that I was thinking. You know, yeah. Josh Dobbs, hero of the day for sure, uh, wasn't definitely another honorable mention of my pl- noble performance of last yes. of uh, week nine, uh, even though yeah it is. His stats weren't sexy, but guess what? He led the team to a win, and he barely knew anybody in that lineup coming in. So, hey, look, Josh Dobbs definitely a player to player to watch. There's taking on the Saints' defense, who is uh, all right, but uh, had three picks last week against a given a rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. but. Still, they came back from a 14 point deficit and the match. Well, I think it was a 14, actually a 14 7 deficit and went up winning that game. But yeah, Josh Dobbs, I'm definitely keeping an eye on him. And by the way, I would rather take, jo- I would, I would have rather have Josh Dobbs in my lineup than Zach Wilson right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, I, I think every Jets fan is saying the same thing. So on that note, we're going to wrap things up. And, Thanks for those who, are, who have stuck around watching or, or <laughs> have listened to uh, this edition of No Credits Required. Again, go ahead and follow us on all our social medias on Twitter, Instagram, and scarcely use TikTok. It's at no credsreq, facebook.com forward slash no, creds, no creds, req, youtube.com forward slash no Req. And don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. And again, follow us on all our social media channels. On the podcast side, subscribe to the podcast on a myriad of podcast platforms, your your preferred podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast, rate and review, five stars is preferred rating. We may even read your review on the air. So that's going to do it for this edition of No is Required, where you don't need to press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with guys of the media. For Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thanks for being with us, and we'll talk to you again next week.
1: Good night, everybody.